I've been waiting 23 years to say that. Do you think? Just in case. Oh, shit. Why does that keep getting turned way up like that? Every time I close out this program for whatever reason, and it seems like it's, for whatever reason, setting up. I got to figure out why. It sets my recording volume up super high, so I've got to make sure I edit that first part's volume way down. Or Welcome to the Xbox. <laughs> Oh, God. I was going to say, do you think for this show, since maybe people don't listen to our other show, I should talk about my balls again? <laughs> hooray! <laughs> hooray! Oh, speaking of hooray, I've been uh, watching... A, this is not a Futurama show, but I have been watching a bunch of Futurama the past couple days. <laughs> I got into a conversation at work last night with a with a co-worker. All we did was talk about Futurama. Nice. Always a good choice. Yes. But this is the FBI's Most Unwanted. This is an X-Files show. I'm Matt. I'm Justin. And I said last week I was kind of thinking about maybe doing something different. And I wanted to try to take fewer notes and like actually talk about the episode more as we go along. Not And I didn't really end up taking fewer notes. But I think I'll probably read fewer of my notes. <laughs> like it's just a thing where like I took them all. But I don't think I'm going to read them all. So, um, anyway, this is season one, episode 11. It's titled Eve. It was written by Keith Biller and Chris Brancato, who, fun fact, just cold pitched it to Chris Carter. They weren't even writers on the show. They were just like, hey, we've got this idea for an X-Files episode, and he took it. <laughs> so, sometimes dreams can come true, I guess. Um it was directed by Fred Gerber, and uh, he, that was the only episode of the series he ever directed, and original air date was December 10th, 1993. Ah. And I will give a spoiler alert for my final thoughts. I dig this episode. I think it's pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. I, I mm. like the concept behind it. Um, very kind of simplistic. Mm. Uh, not really x files -y. Uh, not exactly, a little bit, but not, yeah. Yeah, at least that's what, like, there's so, definitely a portion that I'm still a little confused about. All right. Uh, um, but overall, I thought it was really good. All right, well, when we get into it, we can maybe hammer out what you were confused about, or maybe I can't hammer it out, we'll see. All right, this episode starts in Greenwich, Connecticut, and we are, you know, the we see a house, and there's like a little girl hanging out alone in her driveway, hugging her stuffed rabbit, and some joggers who are apparently her neighbors uh, see her out there, and they go to see if everything is okay, and uh, turns out this girl's name is Tina, and they're like, you know, where's your dad? And she says he's in the yard. He says he needs some time to himself. And that's a little weird for him to just, but uh, the, you know, the husband of the couple goes, well, enough time. I'm going to go get him. 
And he goes out back and he finds the dad sitting on the swing set and he goes over to him and the dad is dead and his face is all gray with some really bad makeup. <laughs> it's really bad. You know what it reminded me of, though? Um, and let's see if you agree. It reminded me of the zombie makeup in Dawn, the original Dawn of the Dead. Oh, I mean, it kind of looked like the first, like the very first zombie you saw in that movie. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Do you like remember that. how uh, the original Dawn of the Dead, like they're all, they don't look like modern zombies are all kind of like just this weird grayish green color and the blood is like super bright red and everything so that's what made me think of and he's got two puncture wounds on his neck so maybe it's a vampire episode we don't know not yet anyway (laughs) we're gonna find out opening credits obviously um and then per the usual we get the setup with Mulder and Scully at FBI headquarters and we find out that this do, uh, this dude from the beginning died of extreme blood loss. He lost over 75% of his blood. And um, the the mysterious part is she was, you know, not away from him for a very long period of time. And she doesn't remember anything. And there's no evidence at the scene. And this is when Mulder is like, well, have you ever heard of cattle mutilations? <laughs> oh, God. Such a great band. Oh man, that would be, oh is there a band called Cattle Mutilate? There has no, to be. No, there's Cattle a, Decapitation. Oh. I was gonna say Cattle Mutilation is a good name for a freaking heavy metal band. Cattle Decapitation. That's not bad either. Um basically, you know, he goes, um, cattle mutilations are this thing. You know, they find these cows with all these weird mutilations and they don't have any blood left in them and if you stick a needle in the jugular vein the heart just will pump all the blood out just like with this man only i've never seen it happen with a human being before and scully's like well if there was no sign of a struggle like how did he just sit there and um you know have somebody pump his blood out and turns out there was this weird South American plant that can make people be paralyzed. So um, that was in his body. And Scully's like, oh, look at this. Uh, turns out all this cattle mutilation is UFO stuff. And Mulder's like, yeah, duh, that's what I do. <laughs> uh, folks, you know, uh, they see UFO stuff and they report time loss. Kind of like, you know, this girl says she can't remember. <laughs> and um, then there's an interesting quote here where Scully says, why would aliens travel light years to Earth to play doctor on cattle? And Mulder says, for the same reason we cut up frogs and monkeys. And I'm like, oh, good point. I guess. Well, it's kind of like somebody pointed this out to me once. And actually, it's probably most people have heard this. But it was like, do you think fish, when they get caught and pulled up and then put back in the water, go tell all their other fish friends that they were abducted by aliens and get laughed at? I would. I have no idea. Because that's essentially what we're doing. If well, we like human beings do when they like fit because fish don't know that there's like an above the water. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Mulder and Scully go see this girl, Tina, and 
Scully does the whole, like, did you ever see strangers with your dad? Did your dad, like, get in any fights with anybody? Is there anybody you can think of that would want to hurt your dad? She asks all the normal questions. And the girl is like, nope, all pretty much normal. And then Mulder is like, oh, did you hear any strange sounds or see any strange lights? And the girl's like, oh, yeah, red lightning. And Mulder's like all over that because he's Mulder. Yeah, Red uh, Lightning. Red Lightning. Another good band name. Yes. <laughs> Still, none of them can come close to the glory of the band name that is I Wrestled a Bear Once. Yep. <laughs> the best name ever. Yeah, it really is. Uh. Anyway, well, uh, oh, and Mulder also says something like, uh, did you ever see Red Lightning before? And she says, yeah, the men from the clouds uh, are coming after my dad. And while Mulder's talking to Tina, Scully gets a phone call. uh, And Mulder says, uh, well, why did these men come after your dad? And this little girl, this little eight-year-old says, because they wanted to exsanguinate him. I'm like, what? (laughs) Normal things that children say. A very normal thing for a kid to say. And uh, Scully hangs up from her phone call and she calls Mulder over and says there's been another one. And that's when we cut out to San Francisco, uh, to this house that belongs to these people called the Reardons. And it looks a lot like the last crime scene with the swing set and everything. And Mulder even says something about it. Uh, And the victim, his name was Doug Reardon and he's married And he has one daughter, and he died the exact same way, with the exact same poison, with the exact same puncture wounds, on the exact same day, and even at the same time. So, (laughs) this is when Scully pulls out the craziest... This is crazier than any theory Mulder has come up with, I think. Scully says, well, is it two serial killers working at the same time? And I'm like, wait on different coasts with like you you realize how coordinated you have to be in order to do something like that i know i can't even set up podcast recording times half the time let alone an exactly perfectly timed exact same exsanguination murder (laughs) well maybe you need to start looking into that more i guess and Mulder says, nope, uh, serial killers usually work alone. And if they work with somebody else, they work in pairs and kill people together. And uh, Scully's like, well, there's no evidence that it's UFOs either. And that's what she always says. That's like now I've just come to the point where I expect at one point in the episode, Scully's going to Scully's going to say something. Like, oh, it's aliens or blah, 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 blah. And then immediately followed by Mulder being like, well, there's no proof that they're You got that backwards. Other way around. Yeah. Yeah. Other way around. You know know who I meant. Strike that. Flip it and reverse it. Like Missy Elliott says. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. But you know what I mean. Like Exactly. I I just expect that statement to be made almost on a weekly basis now. Yep. Pretty much. Um, And apparently, just like at the other crime scene, the daughter was there, but also doesn't remember anything. And Mulder thinks she'll remember Red Lightning. 
but then we cut back to Connecticut where this girl, Tina, is in the social services hospice or whatever the fuck it is. And it's like 1230 in the morning and there's a thunderstorm and I feel like I'm about to get the hiccups, so I'm trying to choke them back. Uh, <laughs> there's a thunderstorm and Tina like gets up and somebody hears a noise outside her door and she pushes a chair under the knob and tries to hide under her bed, but the door bursts open anyway and Tina like realizes maybe she can get away out the door, but she's grabbed by somebody and is taken out the window and a nurse finds out she's gone. And so the... Next day, Mulder and Scully go back to see Mrs. Reardon, who her husband's dead. And uh, Scully tells Mulder all about how Tina was kidnapped. And they knock on the Reardon door and a girl answers. And oh, my God, it's Tina. Woo! Except, no, it's not Tina. It's Cindy Reardon, who just happens to look just like Tina. And Mulder's like, you live here? And she says, ever since I was born, eight years ago. And I go, time out. She's eight? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Just like the other girl is eight. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, they don't look eight. Oh, no. That was, like, the big thing for me. I was like, wait. Like, I'm like, I call a lot of horse shit on stuff. And especially when it comes (laughs) to age. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's... (sighs) It goes back to kind of like my favorite example ever where Joe Manganiello clearly looked like a 35. I mean, he wasn't really 35, but he looked so old to play the freaking teenager in Spider-Man. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then I made a note here. What the hell cartoon is this girl watching? I don't know. It was bonker because it cut to like it focused in on that cartoon on the TV for a good few seconds, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this thing?" Um, and so Mulder and Scully they're talking to Cindy's mom, and Scully's like, "Well, was Cindy adopted?" And the mother's like, "Nope." And Scully's like, "Well, did she have a twin?" And it's like, "Nope." And finally, Mulder just goes, well, have you ever seen this man? And he shows uh, Cindy's mom a pic of Tina and her dad. And Cindy's mom reasonably flips out to see a strange man with somebody that looks just like her daughter. Um, and Scully's like, no, 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 that's that's not your daughter. Do- Don't worry, that's not your daughter. There's not like some sex pervert trying to steal your kid. Uh, this is uh, Tina... She looks just like your daughter and her dad died the exact same way. And we're trying to figure this out. And Mrs. Reardon's like, no, no, seriously, this is really my kid. Like I really gave birth to her. We tried for six years to have a kid. And Mulder's like, oh, did you get in vitro fertilization? And now we're getting somewhere because yes, Cindy was a test tube baby. So they get the name of the clinic. And they find out that Cindy Reardon didn't see Red Lightning, so maybe this isn't UFO related after all. Mulder is Every time wrong. you say Red Lightning, all I can think about is like a dirty name for like a male porn star. <laughs> oh god. Uh, they didn't her see time Red of Lightning. The, her time of the month starring Red Lightning. Jeez. 
Yeah, that was I even I take that back. I'm sorry. <laughs> um so they leave and Mulder just pulls the car around the corner and he's like, I'm going to stay here and watch this house because if this is really like the exact same case as the one that we were investigating on the other coast, maybe somebody's going to try to come steal this kid too. And so Scully heads off to the baby factory clinic to figure out some stuff about this. And so at the um, baby factory Scully is, I don't know. I mean, it's a clinic, but it's funnier to call it Baby Factory. Baby Factory. Baby Factory at the sperm place. Um, Scully is like, uh, so what are the odds that maybe a woman could just get a egg that she thinks is hers but isn't? And the doctor's like, no, that's not going to happen. And Scully's like, fine. Do you remember these people claudia and joel simmons who i guess are tina's parents i was and he's like well i can't tell you that and scully's like well look they're both dead and their daughter is kidnapped so could you just go ahead and be helpful here a little bit please (laughs) and he's like okay fine yeah they were patients here and something something and then the name sally kendrick comes up uh scully mentions it because she's reading a file And this doctor man makes a face and Scully's like, well, is there a problem? And the doc says, yeah, well, because Sally Kendrick was nothing but a problem. And so we get a whole big spiel about how Sally Kendrick was supposedly great and really smart and all this stuff. And eventually we get to the point, Sally Kendrick probably was experimenting with manipulating genetic, pardon me, I'm still got my cold from a few days ago, so... Uh, Sally Kendrick was probably experimenting with manipulating the genetic material of fertilized eggs prior to implant, experimenting with eugenics. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Sorry. That's all right. I was sure if you were expecting me to say Oh, I didn't know. You said you were confused about something. I didn't know if we were at that part yet. No, it's basically, my whole thing was just, because maybe I just didn't catch it, but the whole mm-hmm. bloodletting that was happening, like that, oh, I was just like, wait, so the girls killed their dads and then mm-hmm. took their blood? I don't get it. I think they killed them just by draining their blood. I think, I don't. I think it was just meant to be misleading. Because, well, we're gonna find out some stuff about the girls. I think. Oh shit! I already gave it away. Oh, well, we'll get to it. If people are listening to this episode, they better have watched this fucking episode. Anyway, uh, Sally fired, no investigation. She went away, yada, yada. Scully explains it to Mulder. Mulder says, well, maybe Kendrick is trying to erase the results of her experiments. Maybe she's trying to kill these kids so that there's no evidence left. And um, the phone rings in Mulder's hotel room. And Scully answers it, but there's only some clicks. And she says that to Mulder. She's like, oh, nobody there. Just a couple clicks. And Mulder's like, oh, uh, well, um, you know what? I'm just going to sleep on all this. See you tomorrow. And he pushes her out the door, basically. Um, And now, and so he goes to some docks because docks always show up on TV and stuff for some reason. And 
deep throat is there and he's just happens to be in San Francisco. He's in the neighborhood, he says, which I don't believe, but whatever. And he says some stuff about this thing called the Litchfield experiment, which was a highly classified experiment in the 50s when the Russians were experimenting, trying to make a super soldier and the U.S. was like, well, now we got to make a super soldier, too. And so they they took got a guy a, they put from World War Two. They gave him some drugs. They froze him in the ocean. And I know how Captain did they, America? How in the fifties did they not realize that Captain America was just out there, and all they had to do was go find him? I know they really missed the they really missed the mark there. Yep. So instead, they make a group of genetically controlled children, which is a creepy thought, really. Just a group of children that they raised on a compound, and they gave all the boys the name Adam, and they gave all the girls the name Eve. And he's like, I can help you get to talk to somebody who knows all about it. So Mulder and Scully go to this place called the Whiting Institute for the Criminally Insane to visit a woman named Eve Six. And we get a whole very Silence of the Lambs leading them down into the belly of the asylum sequence. Where the band Eve Six is in his cell saying, well, I swallowed my pride, well, I choke on the rind. Yeah. You know what? I didn't think of it. I wonder if that's where the name came from. I don't know. What? Uh, That's I look all like, I could think about when I when I when they're like I it's Eve Six, and I'm like, ah! shit, I didn't even think of that. Because <laughs> I <laughs> Eve Six. I wonder if they were around before or after this. Ep- they, this is a good question. Do do I'm gonna look it up right now? Because now you've just made me curious. I'm like, well, shit, where did that come from? It says they were formed in 1995. And it says that it doesn't say where the name came from. It just says it was adopted later than. Oh, the band's final name is a reference to the. You were right. (laughs) (laughs) That is exactly where the name comes from. It says the band's final name is a reference to the X-Files. Faginson, a fan of the show, suggested the name after seeing an episode entitled Eve, which included a character who went by the name of Eve Six. That's what I get for making cracking jokes that turn out to be facts. I had no... Well, you know what? I know that band. In fact, probably somewhere on one of my hard drives, I probably still have music by them, which is embarrassing to admit. Um, Yeah, okay. I learned something today. You know what? I learned something today. And knowing is half the battle. Uh, So Eve 6... Oh, God, now you're going to make me think of it. (laughs) She lives in the dark because apparently she just does nothing but scream if they turn the lights on. And so Mulder and Scully go in with just like their little flashlights turned on. And Eve Six looks just like Sally Kendrick. (laughs) Only a crazier version because she's in a straitjacket and has leg restraints. And she goes, well, I guess you found what you were looking for. One of us, at least. And she mentions that she bit a guard's eyeball as a sign of affection. Because, you know, always, like, if that's how you show the most of... Listen, Valentine's Day is around the corner. 
don't oh good point don't this get is, yep. your girl flowers or chocolate or guy uh but go and just bite their eyeball out just bite that their eyeball the, out. that is the truest form of love they'll understand that you'll be good mm-hmm so anyway, she's here in this cell and Mulder is like, well, where are the rest of the Adams and Eves? And she's like, well, we're prone to suicide. All that's left is me and Eve 7, who escaped really early on, and Eve 8, who escaped 10 years later. So there's two other Eves out there. So now we're getting this uh, impression that maybe all of this was done by Eve 7 and Eve 8. Uh, and so Scully says to Eve six, uh, she's like, are you Sally Kendrick? And so Eve six is not Sally Kendrick. Uh, and Eve six says, you know, I've been in here for two years and they come in here and they test me to figure out what went wrong. And Sally is the one that knows what went wrong. And so it turns out all the Adams and Eves have extra chromosomes, which make them really strong and really smart, but also makes them crazy. So um, now we really are starting to think maybe Eve 6 and Eve 7, Eve 7 and Eve 8. God, I'm so confused. There's too many people with the same name. Uh, Eve 7 and Eve 8. And Eve 6 is like, and if you don't believe me, there's the proof right there on the wall and Scully shines her light at a picture on the wall that is a group of identical girls and all of them look just like Tina and Cindy. So it turns out that Sally Kendrick was using the fertilization clinic she used to work at to keep doing the Litchfield experiment and clone herself. So... That's where Tina and Cindy come from. They are clones of these crazy people. <laughs> Who boy. Uh, stuff, things. Cindy is going to bed. Mulder and Scully are keeping an eye on the house. Um, and then... So basically now Mulder and Scully are trying to figure out, well, why are they kidnapping the girls? Maybe they just want to like be all together or something. And at this point, Cindy gets kidnapped from her house and Mulder and Scully notice and they run to try and save her. But Scully gets knocked out when she goes in the house and Mulder goes around the back. and Very simply knocked out, by the way. Like yeah, she gets like, like pushed over. Yeah, pushed and she's gone. She's like, no, I can't do anything. Ugh, she like falls on the floor and just goes ugh, and like yeah. it's just done. Like I, <laughs> it's too much. Ugh. Well, it's because apparently Eve six is, or Eve whatever this number is. Eve six is the one in the cell. Okay, the whatever Eve this is is apparently very strong, and we know this because she leaps right through the glass door. Very yeah. dramatic. And she has Cindy and Mulder is there and he's like points his gun at her and he shines his light in her face. And it is another Eve who pulls out another gun and is like, I'm going to kill this kid. And so Mulder puts his weapon down. But then as soon as they're gone, he like tries to chase a car, which is silly. Uh, so ridiculous. He's not the Flash. 
God. Can't run as fast as a car. God. Um, then, it, you know, the next day, uh, we see that uh, Eve or Sally, we don't know what she calls herself at this point. She goes to a motel and she gets out and she has the girl and a man notices them. And in the hotel room, Eve or Sally or whoever is like, look, I'm sorry we had to meet this way, but it's the best for all of us. And she opens a door and she introduces these two little girls to each other who look exactly the same. And then there's some in-betweeny stuff where Mulder and Scully realize that, you know, this, this girl is at this motel and run off and... The important part is in the hotel, Sally, because now we know she's Sally, she explains that she was doing this experiment because she was hoping that she could still make genetically perfectly children that don't go crazy like all the other Adams and Eves. But in a big plot twist, these kids went crazier earlier than the Adams and Eves did because the Adams and Eves from her batch didn't start killing people until they were in these 20s and these girls killed their dads at age eight <laughs> that's the big plot twist the girls are the murderers yeah dun 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 dun, dun. And, and she even says like this is another part of the episode that's kind of vague they just kind of leave it up in the air but sally's like well how did you know about each other and they're like we just knew and she's like well how did you know you were going to murder your dads that exact same way? And they're like, we just did. <laughs> so they're apparently psychic or something. Apparently, I don't know that. I was confused about that too. I'm just like, so they already knew ahead of time. They were going to kill their dads in the exact same way while they mm -hmm. were how far apart from each other. Yep. Yep. Um, and while Sally's trying to explain to these girls, like, um, yeah, uh, the reason I kidnapped you is because you could like turn out like me. You don't have to go on killing people or kill yourself. Like if you're raised right and you get the proper medication, like you'll be fine. But then she starts like convulsing and like shaking and the girls kind of like start to laugh at her <laughs> and, uh, they poisoned her. Oh man. Um, so Sally's dying and she tries to kill them she grabs a knife but she dies and Mulder and Scully arrive and there's a big crashing sound and they burst in and the girls are there quote-unquote crying and they're like we were all supposed to drink but we only pretended to drink they tried to poison us that dead lady and another lady and there's a broken window so that it looks like uh Eve eight got away and all the girls and the, the Cindy and Tina, they're just, they're crying and Mulder and Scully. Well, are like, I, like they aren't really crying though. It's like, right. I don't know. Like, well, they're just pretending like, to, that's crying. They're doing yeah. like a, they're doing like a really pretend job at like, yeah, they're, I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, what it comes down to is that Mulder and Scully are like, all right, we'll take these girls back to where they belong. And while they're driving, the girls are like, we have to use the bathroom. And they pull into this diner 
that has one of the worst puns I've ever seen on it. It's uh, called like the Route 49 Diner or something like that. And then on the other side, it says breakfast served 49 hours a day. (laughs) I wanted to slap that diner. If it's a real place somewhere, I'm going to go there and slap them. Anyway, so they go in and they find the bathroom and Mulder's like, oh, while we're here, uh, we're going to get some drinks. And Mulder's like, give me four diet sodas. And the girls are like, regular. So they get two diet and two regular. So something's up, obviously. And Mulder goes to the men's room. And all the girls go into the ladies' room. And uh, one of them, I don't know if it's Tina or Cindy, it doesn't matter, slips away. And the other one distracts Scully. And she goes Not back. Not sure to- how. I feel like that was a small bathroom. I know. Didn't it seem like they walked into like the smallest bathroom in the world? But well, there not was only more... that, like the timing of it made no sense. It felt like it was too quick for her to be like out the in out the door again. Yeah, and the other one was like, "My door is stuck" or something like that. I'm like, "That yeah. bathroom doesn't even look like it's got stalls in it." But okay. Um, the point is, she takes the two diet sodas and she poisons them. And right as she's poisoning them, Mulder shows up and he's like, oh, are those the diet sodas? And the girl's like, yep. And Mulder drinks it and he's like, ooh, are you sure that's diet? It's really sweet because I forgot to mention earlier that Mulder said something about this particular poison is sweet, which is why they hide it in drinks because you wouldn't notice it if it was in like soda or something. But Mulder noticed, sort of, and they go outside and... Scully says, boy, this is a really sweet drink. She says it too. That's how you know it's poisoned. And Mulder realizes he left his keys inside. And when he goes in to find them, he happens to notice a green ring because the poison is green. And then he does something that I'm like, I wouldn't do this in my life. Even if I, (laughs) if I found a smudge on a table, I don't care. He puts his finger in it and licks it. Yeah, it's so weird. (laughs) Like, okay. A, you saw it and you thought it was poison, so you licked it. But B, it's a random ring on a diner table and you licked it. Man, it's so ridiculous. (laughs) I was watching it and I was like, that's gross. Like, either way, it's a bad choice. <laughs> I don't know why that's struck. It's just like, it was a ba- I've never in my life seen a ring on a diner table and gone, you know what? I'm going to taste that. Yeah. yeah I, that's all I'm all about. <laughs> I'm going to touch it. It needs to go in my mouth right now. So anyway, Mulder, he realizes that the drinks are poisoned. Uh, And he runs outside and he goes to, quote-unquote, open Scully's door. And he, quote-unquote, accidentally, very much on purpose, like it's the most purposeful-looking accident in the world, just knocks her drink right out of her hand. And the girls, like, realize he did. But Scully's like, why did you do that? And he leans in and is like, because it was poison. (laughs) We just need to get the girls, but they're obviously, they ran away. They saw him smack her drink out yeah. of her. Just, you might as well have just, like, wound up your arm and smacked it. 
So they run around uh, the tractor trailer trucks and surprised they didn't find any lot lizards or any kind of weird things going on. But it turns out apparently somebody thinks Mulder is the weird thing going on because he finds these girls and he grabs them and they start to scream. And at least this trucker is like a good enough guy to get out of his truck and be like, dude, don't like grab little girls in a parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> like... I've got a gun. Just let those little girls go. And Mulder's like, no, no, I'm a, I'm a federal agent. He's like, yeah, right. Okay. Sure. You are because you're snatching little girls in a parking lot. And the point is the girls get away and, um, we see a school bus go out and Mulder and Scully put, presumably put two and two together. Think the girls got on the bus but it turns out they were hiding under a tarp inside of a boat. And surprise, they didn't leave at all. Mulder caught them. He realized they were still there somehow. Yeah. Very bizarre how he figured that one out. Yeah. It, it sounds to me like the, they were like, okay, we need to have something. But they're but if they get away, how are they going to find them? You're right. Just cut them in, growing into a, a underneath that, and then Mulder mm-hmm. will find them. Yep. It was a little weird. And um, at the Reardon house, Mrs. Reardon explains that they took some mysterious people, took Cindy to a program that can supposedly help her. And Mulder's like, oh, come on. We, we, we can find out more than that. She's your daughter. You need to know. And Mrs. Reardon's like, she's not my daughter. She never was. And she rips Cindy out of a picture and throws it in the fire. And then we go back to the mental ward and Eve six. <sighs> I'll swallow my pride. I'll choke on the rack. <laughs> yeah. When I woke up and he was there. I cho- yeah. Uh, she puts her face to the screen and hit, uh, her door and says, hello, girls. And we find out that now they aren't Cindy and Tina. They're Eve 9 and Eve 10. And... Uh, Woman comes into the mental ward and she's going down to see the Eves and it is another Eve. It's Eve 8. And the girls say, hello, Eve 8. We've been waiting for you. We knew Again. you would. How? How do they know this? Don't know. But they said they knew she would come. And that's the end of the episode. Like, I know I, I'm griping on some of this stuff, but... <laughs> It's Overall, fine. it's a fun, it's a fun episode. I really enjoyed it. Sure, yeah, um, yeah. It's, I mean, there's things, there's always things to nitpick. It wouldn't be a fun show if we didn't like point out the dumb stuff. Oh, totally. <laughs> um, yeah. Final thoughts, letter grade, that kind uh, of thing. I give it a B plus. Okay. Although I th- really liked it, they had some weird plot holes. I don't think they fig- had a good way of figuring out how to get around it. Hmm. Um, but I, like I said, I liked it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you in the B, B plus range, I think. Um, it's, like you said, it's got some plot holes. It's got some weird, goofy stuff in it. Um, like, uh, that doesn't quite make sense. But at the same time, it's kind of an interesting concept. Um, yeah, I'll go in the B, B plus range as well. 
Cool. Next week's episode also is a Monster of the Week episode. And it's another one that I think is kind of interesting. And uh, it is called Fire. Ooh. Yes. And it has a special guest star, Mark Shepard, who modern geeks will probably know as Crowley from Supernatural. But this is way before Supernatural. Even does he call thing. someone darling? <laughs> he might. I can't remember. It does take place in England. It is a interesting episode in that it takes Mulder and Scully out of the United States. Hell yeah. Yep. So that is everybody's homework for next week. Fire. And until then, I guess we have wrapped this one up. Goodbye, go, everybody. Go listen to Eve 6. Have a good one. Go listen to Eve 6. The truth is out there. The FBI's Most Unwanted is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. Find the flagship Two Broke Geeks podcast wherever you download podcasts or online at twobrokegeeks.com. You can find the Atomic Geekdom Network at atomicgeekdom.com. Our artwork is by Justin Kowalski. You can find him on Twitter at J underscore Rocka. Our theme music is by Tony Longworth. You can find him on Twitter at Tony Longworth or on Facebook, Tony Longworth, Dark Composer. You can help out the podcast by subscribing and leaving us a review. Thanks.